Good evening. Welcome to Coosa Valley Church of God, Wednesday night service. We're going to have a wonderful night tonight in the Lord. I'm expecting God to do something mighty powerful tonight. Amen. Amen. Whether here or whether there at home, wherever you may be. But I know that God is going to do great, wonderful things tonight. Amen. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Tonight, I would like to take and begin this service with a with a prayer open it up with prayer looking toward the king of kings and the lord of lords knowing what he's going to do for us amen dear heavenly fathers we come before you tonight god i'm asking you to reach down your mighty hand upon everyone that's here tonight and all of those that are looking online god i'm asking you to go into the homes where 
wherever they may be, in a hotel or the car or wherever, Lord, I'm asking you to look down and see their hearts, see their needs and meet that need. And God, I'm asking you tonight, Lord, to just overshadow everyone. And I'm asking you, oh Lord, if there is one out there that does not know Jesus Christ, that tonight before this service is over, that they will accept Christ as their own personal Savior. And I thank you and I praise you for it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you will tonight, we're going to be singing from the hymnal. Grab a hymnal, stand if you will. We're going to sing Amazing Grace. Praise for grace for every need. That's right. I'm sorry. 56. Grace for every need. I'm going to get this right one of these days. I'm glad I got I'm glad I got the boss behind me here. <laughs> but blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Page 56. of this wondrous grace we are blessed we are blessed through many days we wake up in the morning and we have our health we have our eyes we have a warm place to sleep we have food on our table and clothes on our back and shoes on our feet we are blessed we are blessed more than a lot of people are and we take it for granted that's the wrong thing to do 
We don't need to take life for granted. We need to take life as what God has given us and say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning, till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. I am blessed. Oh, one more time. I am blessed. I am blessed every day that I live. I am blessed. Oh, when I wake up in the morning and I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord, God Almighty. Hallelujah. Amazing Grace, page 57. Oh, 
all give God some love tonight. Love Him for what He has done for you, what He has brought you from. Blessed be the name of the Lord God Almighty. Praise your wonderful name. Praise your name. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Yes. Praise your mighty name, Jesus. I said God is good. Amen. Amen. He's a good God. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. How about you? And as you can tell, I've got the preacher's croup. So it's good to be up here preaching again tonight. And the Holy Spirit will take over just like He always does. I was talking to someone today and I said, um, I was running a revival one time in Piedmont, Alabama. And uh, we went into the second week. They asked me to stay. We went into the second week. And that Sunday morning, I woke up, Sister Deborah, and I couldn't say a word. Nothing whatsoever was coming out. And I was going to have to go start the second week of revival. And I went in, and the pastor said, Do I need to preach this morning? Shook my head, no. He said, Are you sure you're going to be able to do it? I shook my head yes as I pointed to the heavens because as long as God's got this, I've got this. Amen? So I just shook my head yes. I pointed to the heavens. Well, they had Sunday school and they'd done their praise and worship. And the pastor called me forward and he said, I'm not sure what's going to happen this morning because as of right now, they called me Evangelist Amanda. I said, Evangelist Amanda cannot talk. And the church just gasped and some laughed because, uh, you know, like Tony, for instance, he finds it to rejoice. My, my uh, sermon tonight is rejoice always. So he finds it time to rejoice when Amanda can't talk. So, uh, and my daddy's not far behind him. And I'm thinking they're rubbing on pastor and pastor's not far behind them. But um, I got up. And the Lord told me, as I was walking to the platform, the Lord told me to sing, We're Standing on Holy Ground. And here I am, I cannot even talk, but He's telling me to sing Holy Ground. So I get up behind the pulpit, and I just immediately opened up until we are standing on Holy Ground. The notes came out, no problem whatsoever. I sung that song, and then I went in to preach it. Had no problems whatsoever. As soon as I dismissed, one of my friends come running up to give me a bottle of water. And I stepped down off the stage. And as soon as I did, I grabbed the water and I went to say thank you. And nothing came out. Nothing whatsoever came out. But I'm saying that to say this. When you're walking in the anointing, the Holy Spirit has you. Amen. When you're walking in God, He has you. I said all that to say that on October 20th, I had to go to the doctor because I had found a lump. And I had asked my husband and my daughter to confirm. And they confirmed what I was at that point in time, the only correct way to say it, because it is the truth, what I feared that was there, I asked my husband and my daughter to confirm. And they did. I then went on to the doctor, and not only did he confirm it, but he also found a second one at that time. And I began to pray, and I began to seek God, because I wasn't going to have it. Now, I'm not talking past. I'm talking just a few days ago. And I went on the 8th, and I had a scan done. But, Sister Ida, there was a day in between there, October 31st, on Sunday morning. The praise team got up here, and we started singing. Praise the Lord. Let all God's people Praise the Lord. And we started singing that song. Let's shake off those heavy bands. And let's lift up those holy hands. Well, they laughed at me when we were practicing. Because that's the first time. I'm 41 years old. That's the first time I realized 
that song says shake off those heavy bands b-a-n-d-s i thought it said shake off those heavy hands h-a-n-d-s and so i would just start shaking every time i sung that song but i'm gonna tell you that sometimes when those bands are heavy your hands feel heavy and it's time we just start shaking them off amen and we went into that singing that song and as we went into that we then went into the song praise him praise him praise him in the morning praise him in the noontime praise him praise him praise him when the sun goes down praise him praise him praise him in the morning praise him in the noontime praise him praise him praise him when the sun goes down she is anointed and wonderful of god it's my voice she can't match because it's too low tonight <laughs> you're great and then when we started doing praise him then we went into that bless that wonderful name of jesus bless that wonderful name of jesus bless that wonderful name of jesus no other name i know how many of you remember that sunday morning then we went there's power in the name of Jesus. Oh, power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. No other name I know. There's victory. There's victory in the name of Jesus. Oh, victory in the name of Jesus. There's victory in the name of Jesus. Jesus, no other name I know than Pastor Carrie up here being led by the Holy Spirit started going healing. There's healing in the name of Jesus, healing in the name. And as she started singing, there's healing in the name. I immediately raised my hands toward heaven and I said, God, I need a healing. And immediately, it was like a hot oil from heaven, from the throne room of God. Somebody needs to hear me tonight because God is still in the healing business. It was like hot oil come down over the top of my head as we began to sing there's healing in the name of Jesus. I could not sing anymore. I had to stop and I had to start praising him. I had to stop and I had to start lifting his name up. And I held both hands out towards heaven and I cried before my Savior because no matter what, I was going to rejoice in him. No matter what, I was going to make sure that I prayed his name and it's time that we realize it's no matter our circumstances no matter what's lying about us we need to praise his name I was going home Monday night and I was praying on tonight's sermon and the Lord gave me the scripture reference 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16 and I couldn't think of the scripture to save my life and I was going over and over and over in my head trying to think of this scripture and I could not. And I asked Siri, I said, Siri, what is 1 Thessalonians 5.16? And Siri said, there is not an address to first sand alone 5.16. Okay, Siri didn't help me there. But I got home and I looked up the verse and it simply read as brother Dan has put it up here for us rejoice always father right now in the name of Jesus I ask you to anoint me tonight that as the people look upon me they do not see Amanda Benefield but father they see you they see your glory they see you high and lifted up and they see your train filling this temple tonight 
as those that are watching us by live feed. They look upon this sanctuary and they see a smoke and it's the smoke of the Holy Spirit. It's the smoke of your glory. And Father, I praise you and I glorify you right now in Jesus' name and all says, amen. But I got home and I looked at that scripture and it simply says, rejoice always. And I thought, because I was praying on the sermon now, and I thought, well, Lord, I'm supposed to get a message out of two words. Rejoice always. I'll do my best. And maybe you're just telling me I need to rejoice always. I do my best to rejoice no matter what may come up. But I need a message and if that message is supposed to come out of rejoice always, I need it to last at least 30, 45 minutes, Father. I need you to help me. I need the Holy Spirit to either come in and completely take over the service where I don't have to preach, which will be okay, or you anoint me to preach a sermon that I get rejoice always out of. So I sat there that night and I began to study and as I was sitting there, and I was thinking about what the Lord had given me on my way home, we was actually eating, and Caitlin comes running over to me. She was said something playing, and I went to push her away. And when I did, I screamed out in agony. Somehow or another, I popped a rib out of place, my collarbone, and my shoulder Monday night. Have no idea how I done that. So I was in pain all day yesterday. And I get home, and as I come home from work yesterday evening, my phone rings, and I look down at it, and it's the doctor's office. And immediately Satan says to me, get ready, because you're going to get told you've got cancer. Then I heard that verse, rejoice always. And I began to realize what God was saying. As I answered the phone, they said, Miss Benefield, we want to inform you. That never is always good when they say we want to inform you. And immediately the devil saying, see, I told you, get ready, you're going to have bad news. But Wednesday night, if you remember, I stood in front of you and I said, I stand before live stream and you saying that no matter what that my God is faithful that no matter what all is going to be okay because I received my healing on October 31st when we was standing up here singing that nurse continued and said I want to tell you your scan is clear I was like, well, praise the Lord, but couldn't you have left out, we want to inform you. You know, I didn't say that, but, but praise be to God. The devil tried to get a hold of my mind and tried to take my praise away during this time. He has tried to stop me every time that I'm supposed to preach. You can ask daddy. He'll say, yep, the devil's after you because you're going to preach tonight. This morning when I called Pastor Carrie and I told her what the doctor said, she said, are you going to be able to preach tonight? And I said, God's got this. I'll be okay. And by the anointing of her hands massaging my shoulder, thank be to God, God is alive and well tonight. Amen. I can lift my arm up because I serve a God that no matter what and no matter how many people he has on this earth, he looks down and he sees us. I don't know who needs to hear this, but somebody needs to hear this tonight that we need to rejoice in the Lord no matter what comes our way. But I, last night I read on in that chapter and I didn't stop at just 16. I read on and in verse 17 it says, pray without ceasing. Okay, God, you tell me first to rejoice always. Now you're telling me to pray without ceasing. And then I went on, and it says in verse 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ 
Jesus for you. To the human flesh, we think that these three things that are in verses 16, 17, and 18, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in all things in all things, give thanks. We think that those three are impossible with our human flesh. How do we do this? Our human flesh thinks that Paul should have wrote it like this. Rejoice when it's easy. Pray when you can. And give thanks when it turns out your way. Ooh, it's quiet up in here. But no, Paul didn't write it that way. He said that you are to rejoice always. You are to pray without ceasing. And you're to give thanks in all circumstances. And he doesn't stop there. He said because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. It is God's will that we pray without ceasing. It is God's will that we rejoice and that we stay in joy. But Sister Amanda, how do you stay in joy? Well, something I said Sunday. If you walk the walk, you'll talk the talk. And if you stay in the Spirit and you walk in the Spirit, these things are not hard. I'm not saying that they're easy, but they're not hard. If you walk in faith and if you walk in the Spirit, they are not hard. We are human. We could sat here and we could say out of our mouth, oh, no matter what comes up my way, I always praise God because that's what the Word tells me. But then you might go to hell for lying. Last time I looked, it said, you know, that liars go to a place that I don't want to go to. Amen? But tonight, you could sit here and you could say, I'm beginning to see what she says. I'm beginning to see that I need to rejoice in everything. Now, I'm not telling you that you're supposed to get supernatural spiritual on me and that you're supposed to rejoice every little bitty thing that happens because trials and troubles does come our way. And there is tears that comes our way. Even Jesus wept. He wept so hard in the Garden of Gethsemane that his sweat turned blood. So it, there is such a thing as harding, hardness that comes to your life so hard that it makes things that comes up seem impossible to bear. Impossible. That's a new word. Impossible. This peppermint's about to drive me crazy. Okay, I chewed it up. It's gone. <laughs> All right, but when we go through things that come up our way, I'm not telling you that when you come to me and say, oh, all's good, I'm rejoicing because my car broke down. Oh, I'm rejoicing because my tire went flat. Or I'm rejoicing because my kid is sick. Boy, that sounds weird. But I'm telling you that even though these trials and these tribulations and these heartaches come your way, you can still rejoice because God has got this. You can still rejoice and say, I serve a living Savior. It's like I said Sunday, we have to change our, and this is going to be country, Siri wouldn't understand this either. We got to change our stinking thinking. Or change our stinking talking. And we've got to allow the Spirit to take over our thoughts and our tongue. But joy and happiness, you may say, are not on a command switch. What? Who is the company that has the easy button? Staples? Staples. Shows you a commercial and they have the red button that's got easy on it. And you can just push it and it's done it's over and done with whatever you needed done I'm not saying that that's exactly what you got to do and you can say but I can't turn it on but I'm going to tell you tonight that really and truly you can turn it on and the reason you can turn it on is because there's a verse in the Bible 
that is found in 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16, that says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Well, Sister Amanda, what's that got to do with me turning on joy and with me turning on happiness? Because if you have to be holy, like Christ is holy, the Hebrew word for holy is Kadesh. And that means sanctified, consecrated, and dedicated. He is holy. That means he's dedicated to me. He's dedicated to you. That means he's not going to lie to me because he's holy. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to fail you. His word says he will not fail you. He will not leave you. So if that's what his word says, therefore he is holy. Therefore he cannot lie to me. So therefore he is a God that is dedicated to me. He is a God that is holy. So therefore I need to be dedicated to him and I need to be holy and I need to be faithful and I need to make sure that I'm dedicated to him we have to get our lives our holy lives lined up with the word of God there's another scripture in Philippians 4 4 that says rejoice in the Lord always again I say rejoice Through faith in Christ, we can always rejoice in our Lord. Our joy cannot be totally oblivious to circumstances, but neither should it be governed by those circumstances. We need to make sure that our joy is in Him, that our joy is in the Holy Spirit, not in what is around us. Because if we allow it and we allow our focus to get out of him then we find ourselves in a self pity party we find ourselves going woe is me Psalms 5 11 and 12 says but let all who take refuge in you rejoice let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exalt in you For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. I want the Lord to cover me with a shield tonight. Amen. I want to be covered in his favor. Because if I'm covered in his favor, he'll take care of his child. Amen. That next part says to pray without ceasing. What does this mean when we are to pray Does it mean we are to pray every waking moment? No, it doesn't. But I feel like it's like an army who attacks a city. If they don't win in that attack, they're going to go back, they're going to regroup, and then they're going to attack again. And they'll do it again and again and again until they become victorious. And I believe that is how our prayers should be. We should make sure that we are victorious in our prayers, that we are standing like Daniel did. There's a song that I was reminded of while studying, and I'm I'm definitely not going to try to sing it, but it says, Old Daniel bowed his head and he prayed, but no answer came for 21 days. He thought that God had not heard his servant's prayer. But an angel was sent from God that same day. But the prince of darkness stood in his way. The angel overthrew him. And I can hear Daniel say, there's power in prayer. That chorus goes, there's power in prayer if you'll believe. He's standing right there for you to receive. For the problems you face, he's all that you need. There's power in prayer. He's the God that won't fail when friends let you down. That's going back to him being holy. So cast all your cares on him because I have found. He can take a heartache and turn it around. There's power in prayer. 
Elvis Presley just thought he was a heartbreaker. But I serve a God that took care of the heartbreaks. Amen? I serve a God that took care of anything that may come up my way that when I've prayed and I prayed and no answer came, my days turned to weeks, my grief turned to pain, and I've cried, oh Lord, it seems that you haven't heard my prayer. But God said, I heard the first time you called, but Satan tried to rob your answer and stall. Reinforcements have been made. Satan had to withdraw, and there's power in prayer. I'm ready to turn around and go on my battle and tell the devil that he has to withdraw because there is power on my side. I'm ready to tell the devil to get out of my house. He has no authority. I'm ready to tell the devil to get off my body he has no authority I'm ready to tell the devil to get off my children he has no authority now I'm not talking about just my life I'm telling you this for you to know that is the authority you have in the anointing and in the Holy Spirit you can go through your house and you can take a simple song that may come to your mind and you can walk through your house and you can sing that song whether you can carry a tune in a bucket because God don't care. If he did, he'd make sure you got one that you could sing. Tony used to say that he hoped Kaylin took after him except when it come to singing. She could have my singing voice. Well, when she first, she's not in here. Hopefully she won't go back and watch this. When she first started singing, Sister Deborah, you wanted to go running. You wanted to cover your head and dear Lord, help me, Jesus. And I said, no, honey, she must be like me and got your singing voice. <laughs> but God anointed her still. Whether you could sing or not, there's an anointing. Everybody don't have to do the same thing. But when we came here, God gave her Sister Elizabeth, who began to work with her. And in these two years that we've been here, Daddy can tell you, her singing has went from here to up here. It's gotten a lot better. Now, yes, she's my child, so I might be a little prejudiced, and you hear her sing, and you might say, Lord, that child can't sing, but that's okay. It's mama that's talking right now. But anyway, <laughs> but we have a God that loves us so much, that cares for us so much, that he might just give you a little bit, tidbit of a verse, or give you the, where you, the reference where you can find the verse at, and you're so tired you can't think of the verses and Siri thinks you're talking about an address and tells you there's no sand air or nothing like that. But I'm glad that God gave me two little words that got me through these last three days. Rejoice always. No matter what comes, rejoice always. I spoke with somebody the other night and they were going through a rough time and that exact same scripture came to me and I said you have to rejoice no matter what comes up your way because you are anointed of God and the devil is trying to take everything away from you that lets you believe you're anointed from God so no matter what comes your way you have to rejoice the next part of that scripture says give thanks in all things in every situation, we're supposed to give thanks. Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. What better time than in this season right here for us to have, I believe, as a, thanksgiving scripture so to call it but it's just a season we should have this at all times as Christians thanksgiving should be every day of the year 
As Christians, we should be thankful for all, at all time, in every moment. Well, Sister Amanda, you don't know what I go through. You don't know who I live with. You don't know who I work with. You might can work with the devil himself. <clears throat> I love you, Daddy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you might work with the devil himself, but you still rejoice because in your rejoicing, you might not know that God is using you and you're rejoicing to save the devil himself. We've got to look at no matter what comes our way. We've got to look at all in a point of through looking through God's eyes because he is holy, so I am holy. That means I have to look through the eyes of Christ and I have to see the situation as Christ would want me to see it as. Now, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you because sometimes we automatically think of it a different way. And we want to react immediately in a different way. A friend of mine called me. Her mother was in the, got rushed to the hospital today. And she called me and she said, I know you're about to preach, but you better pray. And I said, okay. And I'm thinking something's wrong with mama. And she said, she just called me. She has been in the lobby since 4.48. And it's almost 6 o'clock. She's been in the lobby since 4.48, sitting in a wheelchair. And she went to the hospital today for chest pains. Rushed by an ambulance because they thought, the paramedics thought something may be going on with her heart. And somehow or another, she's sitting in the lobby area since 4.48, in her pajamas, in a wheelchair. And my friend says, you better pray. I said, honey, all I'm going to tell you is sin not. You let your righteous indignation go on who's ever in charge. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you, even though we are God's children, does not mean we get run over. Even though we are God's children, does not mean that we get slapped in the face. If you was like I was when I was a teenager, I was slapped in the face. The Bible doesn't tell me what to do next. Amen. You can, the righteous indignation can come upon you in a way that you can sin not. And that is what I spoke on Sunday morning. We can have things that come up in our life, but we have to realize we serve a God that stands for us. We serve a God that takes the vengeance for us. And if we would just give it all to him, amen, if we would give it all to him, we would be able to go through life a whole lot easier. If we would stand in faith, we would be able to go through life a whole lot easier. I was reminded of John Wesley and 13 years before his conversion. He had a conversation one night with a porter of his college that impressed him so much that there was more to Christianity than he had realized. The porter had only one coat and he had eaten no food that day and yet his heart was full of gratitude to God. And Wesley said to him, you thank God when you have nothing to wear, nothing to eat, and no bed to lie upon. What else do you thank God for? And this porter looked at him and said, I thank him that he has given me my life and being and a heart to love him and a desire to serve him. Upon this Thanksgiving holiday, I pray that we begin to put this verse in habit. Going back to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16, it says, Rejoice always. 17, Pray without ceasing. 18, Give thanks in all 
circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I pray that it's not just a habit at Thanksgiving, but that it becomes one that we pick up and we continue throughout our whole life and throughout the whole year. And as many are loving to say right now, we pass it forward. That we rub off on somebody to let them know we have a God to be thankful for. Because when you have joy and you have thanksgiving, the walk of life is so much easier and you can press for that mark of the high calling of Christ. Amen. Father, I ask tonight that I gave something that was for you. Father, I ask that you will be with the hearts and the minds that heard tonight. Lord, I thank you for all that you have done. I thank you all that you are doing. And Father, I just asked that you would be with us tonight. As we are going our separate ways, Father, that you would guide us and lead us. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Don't forget, live stream, if you're able to join the Thanksgiving service, November 21st at 6 p.m. The worship is going to be led by Mount Pisgah worship team. The speaker will be Daniel Johnson from Prottwell. So y'all, if you can't attend, please attend November 21st, that Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Thank you for joining us live stream. Come back and be with us Sunday morning at 945 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for worship. God bless you.